welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life, life pairings. pairings. Because life is hard. No pair with alcohol. On the rag, your time of the month, and flow. Painters in the stairway. Apparently, we can't just say something that happens to 50% of the population every bloody month, no pun intended, as today's life pairing is periods with Bloody Mary. We discuss wood pulp, fire, and murder. Ooh. I know. I love a murder. Dude, you're, uh, uh, not that they're not always great, but this week's <laughs> lead-in was really fun. That made me I- giggle. I heard this is the first time I've ever heard painters in the stairway, which is apparently I've never a Danish heard painters thing. In the stairway. And that's my favorite thing now. <laughs> I will not refer to periods by any other thing. It's just the funniest thing. It's like, it is gross. It's a gross thing, but it's it like, it's also just like, yeah, we don't want it to happen. Yeah. So, like, the least you can do is fucking hear about it. Uh, this week's, I've, I have to say, I sort of mentioned to you yesterday, this week's research on the historical side of things was depressing. <laughs> it is. It's no wonder we've depressing. been like, no wonder we've been basically like treated as a secondary class for forever. Yeah, it's, I feel like people are, it, society is becoming a little more open about things. Mm-hmm. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, women's rights can progressively, hopefully are getting better by the day, you know, but yeah. there are lots of things that's not the case. Uh, Texas, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no. I was honestly, I was in an aisle like this. It was such a cliche, but I was in an aisle, and this woman was just like, like an older lady. She looked like yeah. to be about in her late fifties or so, and she was just like looking at the shelf. She was like, "Hi." I was like, "Hi." She's like, "How old are you?" I was like, "Thirty-five." <laughs> oh, my daughter's sixteen, and I just don't know what to get her what do what you know every, what's everybody's doing what's in what's in vogue in periods these days <laughs> well and i was just like i was like well everyone's doing this diva cup thing and yeah. uh she was like honestly i just want to ease her in i don't want to have to show her how to crumple up a cup and shove it up her vagina <laughs> very fair point fair. absolutely i was like get just the most colorful box so it seems cool yeah because <laughs> they're that's how they're trying to advertise it Fun. i'm not i'm not just a period i'm a cool period <laughs> yeah look it's pink I'm, look it's purple i'm a cool um, teacher i am definitely good at, that's kind of what i'm doing my history story on is the like weird secrecy aspect of packaging yeah. for this kind of stuff the one thing that i did find out, which I was going to say in the interesting facts, but those menstrual cups have actually been, they were invented in 1937. Oh my God. Yeah. Which would have been like a helpful thing to our uh, environment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Look yeah, at us you- bitches. We're just killing the environment with our bleeding and our plastic and our hundred percent. If this was a man's problem, this would. This is always like this is always like the continuous joke within comedy. Yeah. If it was a man's problem, it would have just been they would have done away with it years ago. Oh, hundred percent. They'd be no more babies. <laughs> <They'd> just, <laughs> I guess we just 
we'll figure out a way to stop this and stop babies from ever coming out. Yeah. And then we would yeah. have just died as a species. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, um, I do yeah. have to say, I will admit, I do not get my period. I am one of those, those men people. You're um, a man people. I'm a man people. No, I get a shot, uh, the Depo Provera shot, because I have extraordinarily bad cramps. Um, and it just... <laughs> But frankly, it just fucks with me so badly that it's just not, uh, it's not worth just it. Just not, I can't do, I can't do it. Sorry, guys. Dude, I can remember like, because in our teens, it was, first of all, you were embarrassed. So the secrecy mm-hmm. was involved in that way. Your own, your own private matters that you were like, didn't want to discuss. Yeah. And then also for me, yeah, I was embarrassed about it. And then, but you know, I didn't ever want to be like, I can't come you know like right. and do a thing because i'm on so i always wanted to do a thing and i can remember going we were out of town and uh for some reason i had to go to some sort of church service in medicine hat with right. uh, a friend's family and i can remember sitting in that church and just about passing out from the pain oh and sitting in those awful pews and I remember that being such a, like, we are so repressed. Yes. And looking into the dead Jesus on the cross and in my mind <laughs> blaming. I was like, you are to blame for this. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, this religion represses us. I'm repressed. Like, as a 13-year-old, like, I was just, like, already so bitter. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> um, and you were right to think that because historically, not historically, sorry, the Catholic Church during medieval times, potentially, and potentially all the time, believed that the pain of cramps was a reminder of our original sin. Oh. So not only were they just you. like, they were like, ah, we'll just dig that dagger in a little bit more. Oh my God. That's so, oh, yeah. That is such a fuck you. I wrote a joke about periods that if you ever have a light period, are you ever worried retro? Respectively glad that you didn't have that baby because it might have been a little dumb. <laughs> like it just, I think the joke was that I was like, it's just not, an, it was a light period. So like you look at it, you're like, oh, that, yeah, that's, like enough, yeah, I'm uh, like, that's not enough, that's not enough blood, that's not enough blood to make a brain work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, are you going to do psychology and like, physiology or whatever yeah kind of tied it in together um because it's fucking like okay so even though i don't get my period i still have a breakout on my chin at the exact same time of the month i still spend at least one day just crying at commercials for no reason yeah so i found everything inside i and i think that's a pretty common thing because essentially when you're before you have your period you're Mm -hmm. the most fertile almost right like a week before that but also you're the most crazy yeah so you're horny you're yeah angry. that might work though like men are always attracted to those crazy ass a hundred percent that's when you get the craziest because you're just like get me that fucking dick like that your whole <laughs> body is like looking around like i will find it and then you're yeah. just also just so crazy and like sad and happy and weird and <laughs> It's so crazy. It's not the um, great, greatest representation of. No. And that happens for a full week out of every month. If not two. So half the month, mm-hmm. you're going into just this crazy. I keep saying crazy and I'm overusing that word and I'm, I'm not enjoying hearing myself say it. Right. But yeah. I know I, what you mean. Is... Like your, your hormones are out of whack. 
yeah, you're not right. So I, I found this really cool article. I'll be quoting from it uh, quite a bit. And when I say quoting from it, I mean almost reading it verbatim. Um, that is quoting. Hey. <laughs> hey. But I went to Forbes.com. Uh, I was looking on oh. I was surprised to see it here. But uh, yeah. it's uh, it's a pretty cool little article. Uh, they talk about kind of everything surrounding this, both the psychological and physiological effects. So I'm just going to give it a read for you. Cool. Cool. Um, like I said, this is from Forbes.com, and they go on to say, generally speaking, if you're feeling low or testy, the last thing that's going to make you feel better is someone asking, is it your time of the month? Uh, it isn't a question that invokes a desire to be pleasant in response. <laughs> 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 Which is, uh, yeah, to say the least. Uh, is this where murder comes in? Yeah. It, yeah. Dealing with the physical manifestations of your menstrual cycle can be tough enough. Bleeding, breast tenderness, cramps, and bloating can seriously interrupt your daily life. However, your mental menstrual menstrual cycle is also instinctually linked to your mental health. And keeping your eye on your mental health may explain the changes uh, in your period. So, they go on to say, it is estimated... That over 90% of people who have a period also have symptoms throughout their menstrual cycle. Many women experience premenstrual syndrome, which is PMS, a week or two even before their bleed. This can leave you feeling irritable, upset, nervous, and anxious. It is estimated that 3 to 8% of people suffer more severely with premenstrual dysphoria disorder, PMDD is the acronym there. This oh. can lead to several or severe depression, fatigue, trouble focusing, and panic attacks. So right. this is where I found an article uh, talking about <laughs> uh, a woman who murdered a guy uh, due to right. this due to this awful uh, syndrome. Did he say, is it your time of the month? And she <laughs> shot him and everyone else was like, yep, that's No, fair. dude. She, <laughs> she, uh, she, he took money from her purse. <laughs> without asking oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to say bitches be crazy but you know what we touch heads with yeah so the the t- <laughs> this is from the uh orlando sentinel so of course this was in florida oh this is florida yeah <laughs> this tracks so it says jury finds a pms sufferer not guilty of killing her husband <laughs> So this is a little insert. Uh, A jury on Friday freed a woman charged with killing her husband after she complained she had been suffering from premenstrual cycle. The jury took two hours to deliver a not guilty verdict for Jan Painter, 34, who stabbed her husband in the kitchen with a knife after he took money from her purse. Wait, wait, what year was this? Ah, 2000. This is 2021, it says. Oh, oh, I like that they were like two hours. They're like, we don't even need to discuss this. Yeah. During we a three-day <laughs> trial, the jury heard how Painter was suffering from severe PMS when she stabbed her husband, James, 44. She testified that he had slapped her and then impaled himself. Experts estimate <laughs> that PMS affects up to 30% of women of childbearing age. In a small number of cases, there is extreme behaviors. <laughs> So right. she straight up uh murdered this dude because well, he was he it sounds like he impaled himself. So he, I don't quite understand what happened. <laughs> I think they I think what they found out is she definitely stabbed him, but she yeah. testified that she doesn't remember that and he slapped her and then stabbed himself, which Yeah. 
that's maybe what happened is he stole the money she yelled at him he slapped her and then she stabbed him which that sounds about right yeah that, that sounds that a little sound about right sometimes you just gotta figure out the math and the details <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so i thought i'd just uh divert there for a second to let you know that people are murdering because of pmdd yep. oh my god <laughs> So uh, just some sort of physiological stuff. Your menstrual uh, cycle starts on the day of your period. Your levels of estrogen and progesterone progesterone are low at this time. Low levels of estrogen have an effect on the chemicals in your brain releases. Studies highlighted how low levels of estrogen are linked to low levels of serotonin. Uh, And if you don't know what serotonin is, that's essentially the happy chemical which, you know, leads you to feeling satisfied. Anything, something good happens, your brain releases um, serotonin. So if you have low estrogen levels, you typically will have low uh, serotonin levels. So that can lead to the the depression and the fatigue and the... So after your period ends, your estrogen levels then start to rise again as an egg is prepared to be released. Your estrogen levels peak just before ovulation. Your levels of progesterone are rising at this same time too. So if you get pregnant, your home your hormone levels will drop again. Oh. While this process serves to prepare your body for conception, it can play havoc with your mood. Yeah, uh, yeah you think? You think just ripping chemicals in and out of your brain might be a little <laughs> fucking wishy washy? I guess. I guess this was sort of not maybe for, but I guess it was for the people that were having babies all the time. Cause that's, I guess what we were supposed to be doing. That was our only purpose. Yeah. But then somebody gave like... us a brain. So that didn't work. <laughs> that was a bummer. Yeah. First mistake. Dude, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Norm Macdonald who just passed had the funniest second women joke, which he was always like, if you listen to the joke, you could like listen to how, preposterous it was but it was so funny because it was just such a he was like women uh there a study was done to see who uh you know crashes their car more frequently men or women and then they were like the study uh i think it was like 38 percent of women crash their car and then uh and they're like minor crashes but it was like 80 percent of men's crashes are fatal because they're so aggressive and then he was just like um He's like, but a hundred percent of studies show that women can't do math. <laughs> and, and then he gets a big groan from the audience. And then he's yeah. just like, just so you know, this joke was written by a woman. So how do you feel about that now? And then everyone cheers. And then he goes, just kidding. We don't hire women. <laughs> My favorite fucking thing. Because it was, it was just to, it just to needle people. Um, yes. He was good uh, at that. It was very funny. But so the, uh, I'll go on to tell you, the hormonal changes during your menstrual cycle may affect your mental health, but your mental health also may have an impact on your menstrual cycle. <laughs> Just a oh. cyclical disaster. Stress can be, uh, stress can shorten or stop your period. It can also make it more painful. A study showed that there is a sig- significant association between stress and, and an instant and an instance of dysmorphia or pain, painful menstruation, oh my God, or painful menstruation, usually manifesting as cramps. It found that women with high stress levels were twice as likely to go through this. It's, it's not dysmorphia. It's dysmenorphia. So it's essentially like you're having like your body creates more pain for itself. Like the more stress you are. 
Why? (laughs) Similarly, studies have found a link between people with stressful jobs have shorter menstrual uh, cycles. The average cycle is around 28 days, and anything less than 24 days is deemed short. Uh, Your hypothalamus is the area of the brain that controls your hormone levels. And when you're stressed, you might find that you, you miss one or more periods. This is due to the fact that stress and hormone changes can throw off your cycle and your body reacts by working on the basis that you physically can't handle conception. So you miss a period. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so that <laughs> you're like i have a report due to the ceo of the company i can't just get pregnant right now oh my god listen and your yeah your body's just like hey you can't handle this right now dude <laughs> so it just skips a whole cycle it's like <laughs> don't worry about it guy you are not you can't <laughs> oh, there's nothing nothing good about this situation <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good. I guess that's good. If we're thinking about it from an evolutionary sense, you're probably like, if you're running because the tribe or whatever across from you is uh, at war with you, probably not a great time to get pregnant. Not a time to leave them turtles on the beaches to get out to the ocean. I'm telling you. It is. (laughs) No one's there to throw rocks at the eagle. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, which is like this article. This, by the way, was written by a girl named Alice Broster, um, who I thought this was very uh, well informed and funny as well. So, yeah, uh, I <laughs> just your body being like, nope, fuck you, but our body's like. <laughs> Our body's reaction to like us not being able to take things sometimes, like yeah. if you're if you have a stressful job, so then it short it shortens your period, yeah. but it still it makes it higher cramp levels. Yeah. So it's that it's not like it, it. So it's like, hey, we'll we'll pump this out as fast as we can, but just so you know, it's not yeah. gonna feel great. There's consequences. You're like, hey, sweetie. <laughs> you're like don't call me sweetie <laughs> your body's misogynistic your body yeah. even women's bodies are misogynistic it does feel like that a lot of the time i was like a dude definitely built these bodies for sure totally it, it's one of those things that like when you come when it comes to periods i'm like oh it was there's definitely a god yeah there's a god situation. and that god's a dude and yeah. that god and he's just like i don't know make your wife do it yeah um <laughs> he's like we got stuff to do <laughs> This way she won't ask you too many questions because she'll be crying in the corner from cramps. Yeah. Are you sad? Are you so sad? You bleeding? <laughs> yeah, you bleeding. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go out with my men folk and we'll have some <laughs> mead and just, oh. I'll come back when you're done with this. Yeah. Oh, you're so yucky, huh? Clean yourself up and daddy will give you a ride. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck everything about you. (laughs) How men have lasted this long without being murdered by us. I mean, I do kind of think, too, like, maybe that is what what has to happen. We are too powerful of a being. So they have to give us, like, a... Yeah, like a... What do you call it? A handicap? Yeah, handicap. They give us, like, a golf golf handicap. They were just like... (laughs) They they also they were just like hey it's like when somebody like a professional races like a a non pro and they start mm-hmm. them back like ten seconds yeah and they're like okay we're just gonna have to slowly like <laughs> make things hard for them 
Yeah. Otherwise, women will just figure out how to evolve men out of the picture, and then <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, the world just... will be too perfect. It would be. It would be so nice. Um, that's not. <laughs> I like. Men. I love I don't want men. them to be evolved out of the picture. I just want them to stop asking us if we're on our periods. <laughs> I just... Essentially, uh, we're just. There's nothing we can do about it, and we're just going to be nuts for two weeks out of the month. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or you can put chemicals in your body, like me. But even then, it still doesn't work 100. percent no, it's like you, dude. You vaccinated yourself against periods. <laughs> That's basically what I've done. Good God! <laughs> if we all could get a vaccination, against I want I want a period vaccine. A hundred percent. I just want to be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive. You don't realize how much money you spend on it. Yeah, it's it's the whole sad. thing. I, yeah, it's it's been. A, I haven't had to think about it very often, except for my like monthly breakout and. This yeah. was actually the first, last week, I think, was the first week that uh, I actually was like, oh, I think I'm PMSing. Because you get the shot every three months, and so I just got mine yesterday, so I don't know if it, like, in my oh, mind, God. the period's trying to get back in. It's like, no, 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 And I'm like, no! Stab. It's like, <laughs> just a little, like, just like a blob of blood with a face on it. <laughs> just Kitty. trying to be a baby. <laughs> you're like, let me out of here. You're like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, my body. Um, oh my yeah. Give us a little history, Carla. All on right. The so I, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about something that we, we've been keeping secret. Us females have been keeping secret for Shh. a whole time. Shh. Don't let the men listen. You know how we have that secret weapon where we can kill people with our, our periods. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And, and then if we look in a mirror when we have our period, it clouds over. Yeah, Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different one. That's for later. Yeah. No, no, uh, that's also, yeah. <laughs> also that's... that we uh, during you know you have if you pair your pair. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> if you pair your period with a solar or lunar eclipse, we mm-hmm. actually can just kill a man by having sex with him. Yeah, we're like werewolves. Yeah, yeah. We've been keeping the secret power secret for for millennial millennium a millennium millennium anyways that's what people used to think and maybe some people still do about women on their period yay if we could kill men with our period with our period we would have done that yeah we would have done it yeah there would be no yeah we would have killed all the assholes and kept all the nice boys Uh, anyways, okay, so actually today what I am going to talk about historically is, is uh, a bit of the history of the period and mostly concerning the the uh, sanitary pads or the, <laughs> yeah, the sanitary pads. secret things that we call these things. They're like, here, put a t-shirt in your fucking underwear and yeah. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so... Historically, many women did not have the means to absorb menstrual blood. So they mm-hmm. often relied on just having to change clothes or they basically just had to stay at home and not do anything, which sounds nice. Like if I could just take my period off for seven days and just be like, hey, pass the wine, I'd be very happy. But that's not what happened. Uh Ancient Egypt used to use soft pap- papyrus similar to tampons. 
in a Japan. soft what <laughs> papyrus like you know the the old paper they, they write things on oh yes yes yeah, yeah. i always wondered why that store was called that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah papyrus uh <laughs> In Japan, paper tampons were used, but they needed to be changed 12 times a day. Oh, my God. So that's a side job. Uh, other uses uh, were wool, roots, grass, sticks. I don't – that one I don't understand. <laughs> just uh, leave, leave. Well, it sounds like just they were a building a fire. Stick. Like kindling. <laughs> yes. Like, you can also light things on fire with their vaginas. Woohoo! Um, Women were considered unclean during these times. In Jewish culture, women had to perform a bathing ritual or a mikvah once they were finished menstruation. And this is still the case uh, in very conservative Jewish cultures still uh, do this. Uh, Like I said, Catholic Church thought that this was the uh, reminder of our original sin. Uh, They also, in the medieval times, thought that the blood of menstruation was poisonous, carried disease, and it also made women more susceptible to cold, systemic shock, and disease. Oh. No, that was their asshole husbands <laughs> sleeping around <laughs> yeah. and then Just coming like, back. They're like, I think you have syphilis from period. <laughs> what? You're like, no, wasn't well, those 15 whores that you dr- slept yeah. with before? Did- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You didn't want to have sex with me on my period, so you just went and found a whore instead. Uh, sex worker. I'm sorry. Also, uh, he's sex. my favorite, I'm just going to keep inserting Norm McDonald jokes into this because that's good, all on my good, head. Good, please do. This is my another favorite. He's just like, yeah, you know the phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? He's like, that's basically like, I'm sleeping with whores and, and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. That's essentially what they're saying. Yeah, uh, and he's like, he's like, you know what I like about Vegas whores? They're not like those loud town small, those loudmouth small town whores gabbing away, gabbing away in the in the hair salon. Oh hey, what are you, Jerry's wife? Yeah, I shit on his face last week. <laughs> you know those Vegas whores really know how to keep it to themselves. <laughs> Oh, Norm. Anyways, continue. Um, And even up until the 20th century, period blood was really seen to be uh, something that we would that would rid the body of impurities. Like they saw it as like a like a demon, (laughs) yeah, or like a detox thing. Uh So in the 1800s, they started the sanitary pad industry. Which could be either washable or disposable. Uh, although some, like I, I've seen like a lot of advertisements today. Uh, some would s- state that they should be burnt after use. Oh, well, yes. I mean, good God, if that goes in the garbage. Yeah, I can't. I mean, <laughs> this is the one and only thing where I'm like, if they're trying to like early on, sort of not pass on disease. Blood is a terrible way to. You know, it's like it is yeah. pretty. Whatever you got, if it, it's in your blood, yeah. So it actually, but I'll, I think men, I'll, I'll give them this is, one. I guess so, but I think menstrual blood is made up of that mucus and bacteria, and it's not like a hundred percent blood. But no, I think that they do say that you can pass. Like you are more likely if you have sex during your period to pass on STIs. I think because it is. 
easier to transfer through the blood. So, yeah, when they had yeah all this other shit they were doing that was not hygienic and passing on diseases potentially, <laughs> but I saw it more as like like you just, witch with your period, make sure you burn that shit. Yeah, they're just like, oh, get that shit away from me. I have yeah. a I have a friend who has a terrible fear of period blood, which is I don't. It's so funny. So I'm guessing it's a boy. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> one time he told us one time his sister had his period, her period in his bed when they were little because they were like staying like they had to share a bed because family was over, right? And now he has like a terrible fear of it. So it's our mission to just only talk about period blood around him. <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you do it. Um, yeah. the other weird thing, not weird thing. Okay, so I think we probably talked about how. <clears throat> Underwear is a fairly new invention. Mm-hmm. Britches. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't until the 1900s that they had regular use of closed crotch bloomers or drawers. <laughs> love uh, be- bloomers. Bloomers. I love a, I love a drawer. Drawers. Drawers. Um, the reason, and I didn't actually know why this was, but I always knew that they always had like open crotches all the time. Uh, because it's necessary for dealing with going to the bathroom, it's a lot easier if you're wearing like rigid clothing, like a hoop, hoop skirt or a corset or like 17 layers. It's a lot easier to just be able to like open your legs and <laughs> just, I like oh. the click. <laughs> that could mean anything. Just I know. You know open your Sex. legs and <laughs> yep. <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. Um, so that, but that makes it very difficult to then be using, um, some kind of pad or whatever, because you don't actually have anything to hold it there. So a lot of it's like you hook it onto your side of your dress, like with, they had all had hoops and stuff. So it's, I think that's why sanitary pads kind of became more popular is because now we actually have closed crotch underwear. Oh, Okay. It was during World War One that French nurses realized that cellulose, which was being used to bandage soldiers' wounds, was much more absorbent. This eventually leads to the creation of the company Kotex. Oh. Which was like the first pad makers. Yeah. And it wasn't until the 1920s that disposable pads, san- sorry, disposable sanitary pads were accepted. But they're very expensive. I read a quote from a little girl who got her teacher sent her to go get towels for two pence or something or two pen- pentence i don't know some pen- some pen- like pen- small amount of money right. and uh she was like wow you can get 12 towels for that much money those are pretty good and like went home and told her mom and her mom was like that's a great deal because they were just they were expensive but you right. were throwing them away right so you know, it it was yeah. I mean, it's still often too expensive for most people, not most people, but in a lot of well, people. well, it, well, a lot of people. There's actually uh, tell me to shut up if you're going to talk about this, but there's nope. uh, I in a lot of poor countries, there's people who that this is like a thing that they do. They like make it at home and sell it to people, or like give it away, sanitary oh. products to people. So I I can't remember exactly what the story was, but I know it was in India. And this man started making sanitary products for, like, the poor women. And yeah. he was, like, shunned by the Indian culture because it was, like, not to be discussed. But he was, like, he felt so bad because he was, like, 
these women don't have anything sanitary to use. So he yeah. started a company where he would use recycled material and he just literally did it out of his stone house Aww. and would make all these things. And he, it was, it had cut down on infections and all kinds of different stuff yeah. was, uh, yeah. And it was like a, a dude that started this company. It was because he noticed his wife didn't have anything to use. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of girls have to miss school and work because they just they don't have anything yeah so they just have to stay home so yeah so it's yeah it's a bigger problem than we we want to admit unfortunately yeah secret thing that we're not supposed to talk about yeah when we don't talk about stuff turns out it gets when we make it weird we start ostracizing (laughs) and alienating people it's odd it makes it makes it for a bad bad situation yeah which is good for us because we never shy away from saying anything, which my my mom hates. <laughs> like, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. I'm like, I just like to talk and I'm like, I don't oh, want to yeah. talk about That's... whatever the fuck. I, you know what? I, I came from a pretty open household. I, when I was younger, it was certainly like, I think I was more secretive about it because I was embarrassed, but it was oh, like, yeah. yeah. and I think my dad just didn't want to embarrass me, but he certainly was aware of when it happened and. Right. Actually, he was home and my mom wasn't. And I told him to bring me, I was like, bring me thine phone into thine bathroom, father. (laughs) And he dragged a corded phone and I called my mom from the bathroom. And I was like, mom. (laughs) Yeah. But, and she was so great, but she was just like, okay, your dad's going to have to go to that. And I was like, I don't want him to. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to look him in the eye again. (laughs) She was like, okay. sweet. Because most men have never bought tampons or pads well i think i think she had something so he like pointed me in the direction of a cupboard and then oh okay he just was like (laughs) i think he just did it in the most dad way hey everything all right everything all cleaned (laughs) up in there everything you need to be is done yeah (laughs) it was more like of a it was like a job tasking like (laughs) did we uh do the thing we all talked about all right everything sorted (laughs) (laughs) Check. check okay yeah so speaking about sort of secret, uh, secret, secret products, some b- brands would actually give a secret purchase coupon mm. so that you didn't actually have to go and l- ask out loud for the product. You could just slide a piece of paper across the counter. Oh, that's nice. It's like a drug yeah. transaction. That's how, I used to buy, yeah. that's how I used to buy weed when I was 14. <laughs> oh, there you go. We just, uh, how we you could to- buy it? About your tampons. Yeah, we just slid a CD across the desk. Put <laughs> <laughs> weed in an old CD case. Yeah. Um, this was in 1928, that, that secret coupon ad I saw. Uh, sanitary pads came in, and still do, came in nondescript packaging in like a blue color. Uh, oh. They also could be ordered uh, like through mail order stuff. One company put on the side of it, the invisible external protection. You're like, what does that mean? (laughs) That sounds like Jason Kenny's new uh, non-vaccine passport passport. (laughs) The the whoops, we fucked you over (laughs) card. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops, we should have done this a year ago card. (laughs) But we're still not quite going to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the 1920s, they were usually, so th- this is who sold the um, sanitary products, be like drapers and clothiers, which we don't have anymore. Uh, I always thought drapers were just people that did drapes, but I think it's a clothing thing. 
Yeah, like the dresser. <laughs> yeah, the dresser. Like Albert uh, Also, chemists and co-ops. I don't know what that means. I assume it doesn't mean Calgary co-op, so I don't know what that part is. <laughs> but as a result of women being uncomfortable asking for the product, by 1939, they began to implore, employ a lot more saleswomen. Oh. So... That's good. So that's a good result. That's a good like. Yeah, I also have to point out in nineteen. This is in Britain too. In 1939, there was a lot of women that had to go to work because all the men fucked off to go and be in the war. Yeah, same with well, I mean, fucked off is maybe not the right word, but the U.S. and Canada still, yeah, as well too. So yeah, yeah, Um, not the U.S. They were they were later. Oh, they were later. Oh, different war. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like I said, mail order catalogs were actually a really good way for more rural populations to order wider a wider select. I can't say rural rural anymore. That's a hard one. Rural rural juror. Did you get to that episode in Thirty Rock yet? Rural 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 rural. (laughs) Anyways. it allowed them to have a wider selection of goods rather than they're just like small town um, shop or whatever that would have actually had uh, fairly high level prices as well. Right. Ooh, um, the Amazon of its day. Mm. So mm. you could order your pads through that. But guess what section of the catalog it would be under? Rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I don't know. He said guess. Oh my God. You're No. Uh, it was in the infant section oh the infant well i mean that does diapers i guess kind of well kind of like infant uh same function same area so, same function i suppose you're trying yeah. not to have a baby if you have your period yeah do you need di- do you need diapers <laughs> or diapers <laughs> yeah uh yeah rather than it being in the undergarment or toiletry section so whatever again kind of hiding it away uh, in 1941 in Britain, this the uh, war led to a shortage of pads so badly that uh, it caused many women not to be able to report in to work during their period. So they actually had to go and ask other countries for pads. Oh, wow. So it shows you, like, you really, like, without this, we really were quite handicapped. Yeah. And able to do a lot of things. So, and, and like I said, and like you said, it's still the case in many poorer countries. Yeah. Uh, some fun, fun facts. Uh, 1952, Tampax had to advertise that their tampons had no effect on a woman's virginity. Because <laughs> it pops the little thingy. The hymen, which the they hymen. don't, they're not sure. Oh, well, that whole thing is a bit of a misnomer anyways. But I do remember having that conversation with, you know, my friends. Younger, yeah, Jesus is watching. Don't cram a tampon up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until 1972 that advertisements stopped being banned in America for sanitary products. Oh my god! And yeah. who would this offend? Truly, <laughs> truly, I'd love to talk to whoever this offends. Well, your friend that's afraid of the blood. Oh yeah, that's what he's. It's almost a phobia. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost going to give him like a clinical uh, <laughs> excuse <laughs> diagnosis. Yeah, I think he has some sort of a fucking phobia. And it uh, wasn't even like if you watch an advertisement up till like maybe two years ago, there was bright blue liquid being poured on everything. Oh, a hundred percent. Didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I thought it was a chemistry thing. <laughs> yeah, it was like until I, was I like, got. 
But also, you know what? Just sometimes when you're eating dinner, it is an unsavory image. Like if you watch TV, <laughs> can you imagine they just like mix up a bunch of liver bits and then just fucking <laughs> throw it in throw a blender and then just be like all these fucking chunks fall out of it and just like go onto yeah. the pad. And you're like, I mean, that is more lifelike, but ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but do we need that? But then you also have toenail fungi advertisement. That's fine. No, Dude, that's not this- okay. I I am obsessed with this toenail fungus commercial. Oh, Do you know why? Because it. I'm okay, hearing yeah. about it on the radio. I'm hearing about it on the television. At the same <laughs> number of times I'm hearing about COVID, which is a na- uh, Are international. Are we having like a toenail fungal like epidemic? Are we? We must be. I, don't I know. hear. I continue. I honestly hear it three <laughs> times a day on the radio, and yeah. I'm always just like. And then the other, like you know. I'm hearing about toenail fungus more than I'm hearing about vaccination sites. Yeah, yeah. What is happening with people's toes? <laughs> I don't know. Because it is just one company too, isn't it? Maybe they just threw all of their money at this. No, this is another thing. I was listening to the commercial. It's not for a specific cream or company or anything. Oh. It's literally just a service announcement. It's a PSA. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? This and oh, syphilis gosh. numbers are out of control in Alberta. We I'm just, not hearing any adverts about syphilis. I'm not, but it's been on the... People are aware of its uh, trajectory, and it's in the <laughs> upward... Uh, <laughs> upward what did we name it? King King Sif? King Sif. <laughs> King Sif? Yeah. yeah. But well, we'll find out about it in five years when Alberta decides to deal with that problem. <laughs> oh my god, everybody's just got toenail fungus and syphilis. <laughs> this is the dumbest. We're just Kenny's doing... government steps in, going, "We're going to have a uh, shoe program." Yeah, he's slash... like, "Hey, I hear there's a toenail fungus problem, so I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a shower event. Nobody bring <laughs> How... nobody bring flip flops." Yeah, <laughs> we're hoping um... you could all put your toes in the same water. Yeah, that would be good. Let's just spread it to everybody and then see what happens. See, hey, let's get a let's get a toenail fungus variant going, huh? Let's <laughs> let's make sure that the next time somebody gets it, their foot falls off. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, let's move on, please. Oh my and god! Thank you to the drink. Oh my god! What a savory drink, and what a time to start. Would really go into it, huh? I uh, I was I'm very pleasantly surprised actually today. I am very. Okay, so this week, as we said at the top of the show, um, we've <laughs> somewhat disgustingly <laughs> chosen to pair periods with the Bloody Mary, <laughs> which also, if you don't know, uh, is that awful rhyme you say into the mirror. And my poor mother had to cover my mirror for from the time I was like seven till eleven because I was just so terrified of this. My um, mom had to come and get my friend and I from the basement bathroom because we were hiding in the shower because we said it twice. <laughs> You didn't get to the third time. <laughs> we didn't get to the third time, but we hid in that shower for a good twenty minutes, waiting for my mom to come save us. Oh yeah, I was. I would literally just like scream, cry. My mom would be like, "Brittany," and I'm like, "It's the mirror. It's in the mirror." So she used to come in with a sheet or a towel and cover my mirror. And then I finally told her, "Take the mirror out. I don't want it. Can mm. <laughs> get mm. it out of my life." <laughs> you know what she should have done? Is told you about the story of Queen Mary the <laughs> First. Yeah, she should. <laughs> but i i lost track here we're talking about the drink oh my god i'm right. so out of uh so basically a bloody mary um is it was invented before the caesar so we'll say that the caesar is a spin on the bloody mary i guess yeah um, which hurts my feelings because i like the caesar better but uh if you don't know what's in a bloody mary uh it's just uh tomato juice 
and vodka and you you so your salt the rim fill that puppy or up not with or not do it or don't i mean most things they do but okay. uh then put uh ice cubes in there and then you pour your tomato juice in then you pour your vodka in stir that puppy up a little worcestershire a little uh tabasco and you can top it with celery green olives lemon lime it's uh it's essentially it's much like a caesar mm-hmm the only difference being that the tomato juice is swapped in for the clamato juice. Which right, there's no clams in here. There's no clams in here. Oh, I only like my tomatoes <laughs> with a little clam inside of them. Yeah. Um, which it, in in the Bloody Mary's defense, like putting clam juice in something could be arguably more disgusting than not. So it is, but it tastes so much better. It's so much better. Uh but so we've, in most countries you will get if you're in America, if you're in Britain. And every other place, I just know that because I've been there. Yep. You can't get, you can only get a Bloody Mary. You can't get a Caesar. Yeah, because most bars are just like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't carry clam juice. How, mm-hmm. how inconsiderate of us. <laughs> Unless it's in a place where there's a lot of Canadians, and then they're like, don't worry, we have a Caesar. Stop having a panic attack in the corner. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh my god, they're just like, we have garbage coffee and clam juice for you. We've set it up in the corner, and we're like, thank okay you. Now. Finally, appreciate some appreciation for her culture. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, the Bloody Mary uh, was created. At, well, sorry, it was often credited to Ferdinand Petois in who went by Pete Petois in the early nineteen oh. twenties. Uh, well, he was a young bartender at Harry's Bar in New York in Paris. Sorry, it was Harry's New yeah. York Bar, but the bar was in Paris. Uh, however, it appears that he simply spiced up an existing and well-established combo of vodka and tomato juice while working at the St. Regis Hotel in New York City in the 1940s. So, Hmm. the true originator of the savory blend vodka and tomato juice was probably George Jessel, who is a Hollywood star from 1920 to around the 1950s. Uh, And yeah, he he was the one. He was the oh. one who made it. Did he uh, make it as a hangover cure? Because this is actually often a hangover cure. Yeah, it it honestly, it doesn't really say why he liked it. Here, I, it tells you why Pete Petois. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, Ferdinand Pete Petois <laughs> was born in Paris on the 18th of February in 1900 from an elderly aide. <laughs> I'm not going to read all this. <laughs> uh, let me, hold on, let me. Another uh, claim of inspiration that uh, Pete Petois or Ferdinand Petois, whoever he wants to call himself, uh, I like is Pete Petois. That's I like Pete Petois. <laughs> um, <laughs> is accused of tapping into is that is the Bucket of Blood Saloon from Chicago, Illinois, one of the first and only appearances in print referencing to the saloon occurs in February 25th. So here's the thing. This is like, it existed. So it's honestly, people have been mixing tomato Tomato juice and vodka forever. All I'm finding is that like he basically different people kept putting different things into it. So vodka and tomato juice has been a thing forever. They can't really figure out who made that up because it's, that's a hard thing to do. But yeah. he, Pete Pitois, was the first one to put the Worcestershire and the Tabasco and right. the, which essentially, I'm going to give him that he did, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. He obviously made it. Yeah. 
you know. Um, do you want me to tell you what I put in mine? Yeah, please do. Because I followed the Savoy cocktail book that you bought me for my oh, birthday. Oh, didn't say to is, didn't say to sh- sh- uh, salt the rim, did it? No, it did not. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. So the Savoy cocktail book, I think we've talked about it a couple times. It's like almost a hundred years old. I don't know. It has a lot of cocktails in it. But what it said to do was put in uh, vodka a tomato juice uh put in salt and pepper not your typical caesars have their own salted i think it's celery salt or something yeah they do yeah Yeah, it's celery salt around the rim so this just has salt and pepper in it um lemon juice and only and i will let you say it because i cannot say it (laughs) rural Worcestershire. (laughs) thank you uh no tabasco and no oh. fancy accoutrements which is what we love about the caesar bloody marys and caesars and but i have to say i'm not i was like i'm gonna not do this i'm gonna just have a caesar but i ran across the street and got some v8 cocktail yeah. juice and this is pretty good i mean we are recording during the day i just finished breakfast so <laughs> yeah. um this is a good way to like it's it's very stodgy like it's very heavy Oh, I like um, that word. Stodgy. Yeah. No, it's stodgy. Um, I wouldn't be drinking. I don't think. Like, you can, uh, to be fair, like, you can't drink a whole bunch of Caesars. Uh, well, no, you can if I... Brittany makes them. But um... <laughs> No, I can't really. It's honestly, like, the, I, I can have one or two Caesars, but then the the it, the sort of the novelty wears off of drinking. It's just so much. Honestly, camping and having a Caesar is amazing. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah. home from work on a Friday and having a Caesar is amazing. Yeah brunch your brunch yeah brunch it's just like sort of a nice add to a thing it's not like a consistent drink all day so i would feel the same way about a bloody mary i would imagine yeah Um, i feel like this is a little bit more uh as i said stodgy just because i don't know there's something about i think because it doesn't have the salt and it doesn't have like the special salt yeah um i would and I have I am now learning to not water down, but like essentially water down my clamato juice because that's too it's just too heavy anyways. So oh, I see. Maybe I should do that. But I'm getting all my vegetables in today. Getting your V8 in. Hey, I, I have a um. I I found why it's potentially called the Bloody Mary. Would you like to hear that oh, fun fact? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, apparently George Jessel, who is credited, who was the big star, and he's credited to to potentially naming it and creating it as well. As the mm-hmm. uh, Pete Patois, he was in a bar and a friend of his, Mary Brown Warburton, walked in, a member of the Philadelphia branch of the Warburton Department store and family. Mm. Uh, oh, the Wanamaker Department store. That that That's what, have you ever heard of the okay. Wanamaker? That name sounds familiar, but I don't know. So anyways, uh, and she, <laughs> these are all like 1920s sort of Hollywood elites and this right. thing. So they were sitting um, in a bar and she had obviously been out all night because she was uh, dressed in a beautiful white evening dress. And mm-hmm. George said to her, here, Mary, take a taste of this and say and tell me what you think of it. And just as she did, she spilled some down the front of her white evening gown. Oh, no. And took one look at the mess and laughed and said to George Jessel, oh, now you can call me Bloody Mary. <laughs> That's a very cute story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so it's not actually named after Bloody Mary the monarch, then? Uh, no, sounds like it was. That, that's a p- potential story. This is all hearsay. 
Right. Of course. Yes. As we only deal in hearsay. We are dealing in hearsay. This is basically like, I I got this from the Dilfordsguide.com, which uh, has a lot of great uh, drink trivia and drink uh, history on it. So. Um, cool. I, let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's everything they said is exactly true. One hundred percent. No fair. no omissions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think is that us? Is that us for this week? No, we have to do interesting facts. Oh, I thought you were doing interesting facts already. Let's have some. No, more. I've kind of got okay. So, um, I'm gonna I want to talk about <laughs> Bloody Mary, Queen Mary, the first because. Shockingly, it's all propaganda and, again, misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason that she's known as Bloody Mary, she was the very first woman to rule England, by the way. She was the first child of King Henry VIII. I am, I am. Mm-hmm. It's a whole song. The daughter of Catherine of Aragon, the one that he basically changed religions of the country so he could divorce her right that's Mm -hmm. her mom that's what she's come from (laughs) so that's not a great start for life but uh she brought so he switched to protestantism because then he could get a divorce so when she came into power she changed it back to catholicism and uh she so traditionally in england Um, heretics were commonly burned at the stake as it was also seen as treachery to be questioning the head of state's established religion so they basically needed like double double fire to burn them because they were being double bad of course so she sent around 280 protestants to their death by fire burn burn so that's why she's known as bloody mary the problem with this thing is that she killed 280 people. That's not great. Um, I mean, it's a bummer for sure. It's a bummer, but let's be honest. Like, <laughs> King Henry VIII, he only sent 81 people to the stake to oh. be burned by fire. Okay. So, but then he sent around 57,000 uh, to be executed for taking part in various uprisings and protests throughout his reign. He also killed two of his wives. <laughs> This guy. So, okay. And then his son, which is Edward VI, who is also Queen Mary's brother, he burned two radical Protestant Anabaptists and also sanctioned the death of up to 5,500 Catholics due to the prayer book rebellion. Oh, my God. So, 280 versus 2 plus 5,500. So, that's carry the war <laughs> still not as much 2000 <laughs> what was it two, uh, 280 plus two five five thousand five hundred is that what it was 500 yeah yeah um, Carla, that would be oh, five thousand seven hundred why was it thank you okay <laughs> um her other sister queen elizabeth the first who we all know uh she banned catholicism and so being a catholic priest in england or providing shelter to one was treason punishable by death. Uh, so she oh burned five Anabaptists, so only five, but then ordered 800 Catholic rebels to be executed. 
and had another 183 Catholics, which were mostly Jesuit missionaries, hanged, drawn, and quartered. Oh, so she my didn't put God. them on fire. She didn't burn them. Oh, God. It's fine. Drawn and quartered. My yeah. God. That's a... That's I mean, thankfully, a- hopefully you're dead by then, though, because you're hanged first. Yeah, I would have... Okay, that was all in succession. Good grief. Yeah. That's such a petty weight. That's like so... It's like shooting somebody 43 times. Yeah. It's like there's... Yeah. Hey, he dead. <laughs> like, well, I guess it's entertaining for the people watching because you get to see guts everywhere. I suppose... But we can't talk about our periods. Oh, yeah. That's too gross. Yucky. <laughs> yuck, yuck. So if you want to call Bloody Mary in the, the mirror, give her a call. No, you thank know? you. She had a tough life. She then was like a badass queen that didn't really actually kill that many people. <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, just, just have a chat. That'd be fun. Um, A little couple of little positive facts because it's been a... It's been a podcast of positive, (laughs) not great things about our periods. True. The native tribe from northwest coast of the U.S. called the Yoruk, I think is how you pronounce that, Mm -hmm. uh, saw this time as a time for purifying themselves. And they would perform rituals during the, the women would perform rituals during this period because they believed that they were actually at their most heightened spiritual experience. Good grief. So that's nice. Um, in Ghana and West Africa, young girls would uh, they sit under ceremonial umbrellas, and families give them gifts and pay her homage, okay. and kind of treat her like a queen. So oh, that's nice. That's a nice yeah. treat. Yeah. So sometimes periods are okay. They're okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good one. uh, Those are your facts? Those are your period facts? Those are my period facts. (laughs) Post-period facts? Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you guys, I hope you were just as disgusted as we were. Um, Yep. And that maybe it'll be less disgusting to talk about in the near future. Yeah. Go tell someone some facts. Maybe it'll be like, how's the weather? That'll be the new Mm -hmm. conversation. How's Mm -hmm. your period? Oh, a little heavy. Oh, good. You wouldn't want it to be light, dumb baby. No. And that's what'll be the no. conversation. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's great. Um, you guys, if you made it through this entire episode, we commend you. <laughs> yeah. And we will be rewarding you with another episode that isn't about periods. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. We love you. As always, we uh are brought to you by the lovely uh Cho Podcast Network. Uh, the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. So uh, as a as a fun uh, little adventure, head over to the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network, Joe Podcast Network uh, website, and check out the other podcasts that that, that are on the, the network. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. One of yeah. the best. And Brittany is on The Hurt Locker. I will week. be on The Hurt Locker. Uh, it, it is uh, this past week, but you can obviously just go on to Spotify and check mm-hmm. that out. Um, it'll be posted there. I'm also on uh, So You Ruin the Party. And that was from a couple of months ago. And that's my good friend Bobby uh, Warner and uh, Randy Newmeyer. So check that out. And uh, yeah. What else? Anything else, Carla? I'm not on any podcasts. Um, but if any historical podcasts want me to come on, I'll come on. Do it. I'll tell you about periods. 
Yay. I have so many facts. Uh, <laughs> you guys, thank you for listening. Uh, and we, we can't wait to, to talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.